Hi, everyone. Welcome to Problems at the Library podcast. This is Adrian. And in this podcast, I like to review and discuss webinars uh, where librarians or library staff or stakeholders from across the country have uh, identified problems that they see in their community and what efforts they've taken to solve those problems. Today's episode is called A Royal Problem. So this webinar comes to us from the uh, Association for Library Collections and Technical Services, which is a division from, of, the, of the ALA, the American Library Association. You can find this webinar uh, by looking for the ALCTS webinars um, or looking for YouTube. This web, the webinar that we're focusing on today uh, is the Queen's Memory Project, which was published on YouTube on May 4th, 2020. The lead of this webinar is Natalie Milbrody, who's the director of the Queen's Memory Project. She's also the metadata coordinator of the Queen's Public Library. And when I talk about Queen's, I mean Queen's, New York. Um, so the Queen's Memory Project has done over 500 interviews, has done hundreds of uh, events in the community and collected stories from around the world. Now to the problems. So Natalie and others realized that uh, they needed to help collect the history and preserve the history of Queens residents. That wasn't really being done. And they also didn't want to be the sole creator of these stories uh, they wanted to get the audience to engage and generate content. So what Natalie and others just worked to do um, was to empower their community and move them from like passive participants to totally active using this uh, interesting funnel method of techniques that they had. So the instances that uh, Natalie describes in the webinar, she has a number of uh, specific events and projects that they worked on. Um, and I only have time to highlight a couple of them, but I really recommend you watch that webinar, maybe get inspired for your own projects that you could do, uh, your own ways that you can reach out to the community and maybe um, ways that when the community reaches out to you to create content, that you can find a way to engage them and motivate them um, and find new stories about what the residents of your community, who they are at this moment or um, who they were in the past. So the first event we're going to talk about is just the public interview events. So the Queen's Memory Project will host these events with uh, a well-known member of the Queen's community to talk about their life. Um, and they'll take the opportunity to well, record that story, but also as a way to promote the Queen's Memory Project. Let people sign up to be a volunteer, learn about future events, and then just a general info brochure. So this is like the entry-level member of this program that they're working on, that passive audience member. Now from there, there's uh, a few other instances that they work with 
members to get them more and more active. But one of the other ones I really wanted to highlight was the scanning days. So this is where there was a real partner in the preservation story. Um, there was a civic organization called the Forest Hills Asian Administration, and they met at the Forest Hills branch of the Queens Public Library. And this group realized that there was a problem. Uh, they noticed that there was a lack of content about Asian Americans in the archives at uh, the Queens Public Library. And they wanted to partner with the Queens Memory Project to solve that problem. So what they did is they started asking members of their community to start bringing in material to be preserved. And they kept doing this at such a pace in such a way that uh, the Queen's Memory Project started allocating scanning beds and staff time to come out and scan this material because they were getting so much of it. And this was a great example of how awesome partnerships work, how amazing things can happen with a good partner, um, that they have these contacts with the community that the library, frankly, did not have. But it also enriched that whole atmosphere because they, uh, Natalie talks about instances where residents see someone who's in a photo that someone else who brought in to scan and they know who they are. Um, and in many instances, maybe that person didn't know everyone who was in their family's photo. And it really enriches that whole experience to realize that others are very well connected with your own family and you are a bigger part of a community. One of the other ones I really wanted to share was the, the Ridgewood Friends Group. So uh, this is sort of that final tier of engagement. And the Ridgewood Friends Group, they reached out to the Memory Project about preserving the history of Ridgewood, um, the community in Queens. And people in the community, they asked the library for help. Um, and the Memory Project asked it, acted as basically a trainer um, or connector to resources. So the library was barely involved in this project and most of it was generated by the Friends Group. So the Friends Group um, came in and got trained on how to use digital recorders, how to save that data, um, and then how to share that back with the library. So the Friends Group had this ownership of this project. Um, they already were embedded with that community in a way that, um, again, the library wasn't, but the library could, sh the Queen's Memory Project could share out archival material to help promote this friends group um, collection of stories. And uh, today, these problems continue, um, but the Queen's Memory Project has identified things like COVID-19. So one problem that they realized um, early on in the COVID process was the officials were talking about just numbers, numbers of dead, numbers of sick. And uh, these were memories of, these were people of their community that were dying or were sick. So the Queen's Memory Project uh, started working with community members to s preserve those stories and humanize them. Um, and they tried a lot of different ways because they realized that people didn't have the same way to connect. You couldn't just come into the library at that point. Um, 
So they got people to call a toll-free number and just record a message, um, share content online, either through pictures or videos or just text about what's going on in their life and how COVID has impacted them. And uh, they continue to put out prompts as COVID has continued into these months to ask community members new ways of maybe um, maybe how does, has someone been helping you or um, what's it like at this point in your life to get new stories and prompt new people to share things.